this has literally been the worst week. Like I've had the most work I've had since I started this week, and of course, all I want to do is look at March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny. Like every year, I do a bracket. I try and pick upsets. I always do bracket. <laughs> I pick the upsets. Cam, don't worry. Cam, do you know what? Go ahead, Chris. Cam, last year, I picked a bracket, literally st- straight off statistically, who's the best team, and it won my pool and finished in the 99.2nd yep. percentile. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I did this year. Hello, folks, and welcome to the weekly edition of Shooting with the Saints. I'm Matt Spendley, and I'm joined tonight by Cam Hendricks. Howdy. Chris Campbell. How we doing, folks? And Sam Governale. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What's up, How's it going? Pretty good. Best, best yeah. week of the year, Matt Spendley. Pretty good. Oh, I, I kind of forgot that it was also when NFL free agency opens because there was so much else going on. So I just saw a tweet about it, and I was like, oh, oh, that's this week, too, huh? Dude, NFL free agency's been pretty lit. I want to talk about it a little bit before we get into our preview. So, moment of silence that Kirk Cousins didn't end up a Jet. We're all very sorry, Chris. Oh, thanks. You know, it's one of those things that you know it's probably not going to happen. You hope, but I'm realistic. And I'm happy he's on a much better team, even though Matt and I discussed this a little bit yesterday. I'm mad because I know people are going to overhype the Vikings. And the NFL is just so hit or miss like it's going to be hard for Kirk to play as well as Keenan played last year even though he's a better quarterback yep so I just hope they can go 10 and 6 11 and 5 make the playoffs and make some noise maybe my thing behind it is people are all saying oh they got Kirk Cousins they're these big Super Bowl contenders and like Chris just mentioned I think we understand how good Keenum was last year yes Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Case Keenum but to put up the performance that Keenum put up last year will not be easy he was a top five quarterback by many statistical measures and Kirk has historically had something of an issue with interceptions it's been less of an issue as he's gotten older and sure they have an incredible receiving core around him plenty of options that he can um, defer to and you know with Dalvin Cook back they'll have a lot going for them but I think that we also can't undersell the fact that he's going to have to be very good to be even matching the performance that Keenum put up last year, which likely will, but it's still a possibility that he's worse than Case Keenum was last year. Oh, for sure. So what did you think about all the Jets moves, specifically at quarterback, Mr. Campbell? Um, I thought they were – I'm okay with it because as I thought about it first, I saw the McCown deal. I heard they were talking to Bridgewater. I saw the McCown deal, and I'm like, eh, whatever. But both, of the, both Bridgewater and McCown haven't really shown they can stay healthy, so I'm okay with giving them both one-year deals. Hopefully we still draft a quarterback that we can mentor. Um, Crowell is just like your average running back. Running back deals are so stupid, but whatever. Um, I mean, I like shoring up the defense. I don't know. I still haven't seen the details on the Tremaine Johnson deal as far as year, as far as years and money. That's a good amount. Yeah. Um, He was, he, he's good. He played, he played against really tough receivers last year. So his stats according to like pro football focus probably aren't as good as they should be but i think that's a product of who he's going up against and then i actually like the linebacker they signed out of tennessee he's very underrated and like led them in tackles the last, over the last two years so 
Um, I mean, they're making moves. I don't know. We'll see. At least they're giving us something to hope toward. I'm absolutely livid that the Giants signed Jonathan Stewart in 2018, and we're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Like, dude, wasn't he uh, good on that team with uh, D'Angelo Williams and Jake DeLome? Yeah, uh, what year was that? 2011. <laughs> oh my God, he averaged 3.3 yards carry last year. He's so washed up, and then but then you get the the football guys that are going, oh no, like it's a culture change, you know. We we need a uh, need guys in here that have been there before. You know what you need? Got to get Paul Talent. Perkins out. They they I mean they gave Nate Slaughter that huge contract, which probably an overpay, and I think the Giants would also admit that it was an overpay. But they also lost Weston Richburg, their best lineman, so they needed to do something. And Eric Flowers certainly wasn't cutting it. Some other big deals, like I, I think we're getting a little too excited about the Jimmy Graham thing. Jimmy Graham was pretty bad last year, besides his red zone forays. Other than that, he was a non-factor in that offense. Yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's more of like the name thing. Exactly. Plus, I think maybe with Rodgers, I don't know. I, I like to think in my mind he'll be better because I miss old Jimmy Graham. But think but, about how good Russell Wilson is, and that offense was tailored towards his skill set, and he was never as good as we expected him to be. Yeah, that's a very good point. Definitely so. something to consider when we overhype the name rather than the player. And that's what's funny is, like, obviously I love Jordy Nelson, but – I think people are like, oh, my God, the Packers cut him. Like, Jordy's washed. Like, yeah. it's it, Which, just because. I feel like that was, like, the half, yeah. fastest thing to ever happen, too. Yes. he was so good, and then he was just horrible. Here's, here's what happened. The year before this year, he was a touchdown machine. Was that because and, Devontae Adams was hurt and everything? Well, everything? it's not even that he can't, like, he was getting a lot of targets, but he slowed down a lot. He became a better – I think he's a solid possession receiver – but what make used to make Jordy great was he was the fastest white receiver like we'd ever seen, and he just yeah, he's kind of like off defenses. And well, he, no, I mean he would go, he would run seventy yard streak routes, and now he's more of like a Danny Amendola type guy. So he'll he'll sign with somebody for perfectly fine, but he wasn't really worth the money that they're he wasn't worth number one receiver money. Yep, and I think it's something that people that just look at the face value of a lot of these deals either assume that more of it's guaranteed than it is, which always leads to these outlandish accusations about certain deals. And people also need to understand the NFL salary cap is really nuanced and deciding whether to cut a guy is almost never reliant on his actual skill. It's about how much of his money is going to be left on the cap in dead hits after you cut him. So, you know, it's something that's happened with Eli, with the Giants. Last year when they had talked about ridding themselves of him, it wouldn't have made sense because they would have a ton of money just sitting on their cap in dead money. And it wouldn't make sense to just do that. you got to ride it out sometimes. So there's certain situations where it makes sense to cut a guy, and then there's others. I'm sure some people remember when they would play franchise mode in Madden, and you go to cut a guy and just be like, I don't want to do that. That's going to hurt my cap sheet, you know? Yep, exactly. And then, you know, we got some other big deals. Allen Robinson to the Bears, which hopefully he comes back healthy because he's a ton of fun. Um, just some moving and shaking in the NFL. So Richard Sherman to the Niners obviously was one a few days ago. I think that Jared McKinnon deal is terrible for them. Four years, $32 million for Oh, guy. my God. Hasn't even been that good when given a big opportunity. He was a good receiving back last year, but if they're paying him that money, I don't necessarily agree with paying a running back that type of money anyways, especially a veteran, but it feels like he has a very high bar that he'll have to hit to be able to live up to that contract. Do they not know you're not supposed to pay running backs? Like, would you rather have Carlos Hyde for three and fifteen or McKinnon for four thirty-two? Uh, Carlos Hyde. Duh. Yeah, I don't even think it's a question, right? All right, football talk. 
free agency always exciting because it happens so fast. It's it's like the it antithesis really of the NBA where things always take forever, and that's going to be even more the case this year with LeBron a free agent because you know he's just going to drag the process out. But oh yeah, let's get into it. It's March. The tournament begins this week. So, pretty wide open field. There's a couple one seeds that are notorious for not making a bunch of noise. There's a one seed that lost one of their best players. There's a one seed that is probably getting less respect as a one seed than I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? Is that Xavier? Yeah. Uh, no, that's oh, Villanova. <laughs> People don't think Kansas has been there before, so they're a little skeptical. Uh, and then there's a bunch of teams in that four to five range that can make some noise. It's uh, it's an exciting field this year. So let's get right into it. I figure we'll go by region. And of course. we can just chat about what we think about some games, some games that potentially stick out, some teams that we especially like. So let's go right in order. Let's start with the South. So the top five seeds in the South, we have Virginia, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Arizona, and Kentucky. A lot of people have talked about that Kentucky-Arizona game in the second round as being a super enticing matchup, which means it unequivocally will not happen because we don't... Oh, God damn it, Davidson. (laughs) And, you know, you got a a pretty exciting 7-10 game here in Nevada and Texas. You got a 6-11 upset. A lot of people like Loyola Chicago, and Miami lost one of their best players, Bruce Brown. So people have been hopping off the Miami bandwagon a bit, and then you got Creighton-Kansas State in 8-9 game. Who knows? So... Some general thoughts here on this side of the bracket. Well, I mean, I was already bad. I was already pre, even though it may not have been justified, lukewarm on Virginia, even before they lost DeAndre Hunter. But now it's like, guy just feels like they're just doomed for the classic Virginia. I, I don't know. I mean, I will, because of statistics, pick them to go far in some of my pools because I think they had the most complete team in the tournament. But when they're a team that sometimes struggles to score and you lose one of your the sixth man of the year in your conference, one of your best bench scorers, mm-hmm. it doesn't overwhelm you with confidence. And it just feels like the most unfortunately now it feels like the most trendy pick is gonna be what I was already gonna pick, whoever wins that Kentucky Arizona game to beat Virginia. Because I think people don't have faith in Virginia. And the thing with them losing DeAndre Hunter is that not only does it affect them offensively but even defensively where we know they're really good there's only one guy on that team that can do what he does and it's him he's a six seven switchy guy that can switch on pick and rolls and defend so many different positions and while yep. we still have faith in kyle guy and ty jerome and you know hall they have other guys that can do that fill certain niche roles on the team but hunter was really important to what they do and i'm also nervous about them I don't want to be because I really liked rooting for them this year, and I like like I like watching them more than I think most people do. <laughs> more than everyone does. Yeah, basically, I just love Kyle Guy too. How can you not? What a stud! Oh, All right, no. Let's, let's pass it over to our two uh, NCAA gurus over here. So Cam and Sam haven't watched a ton of college basketball this year, so I think whatever they say is going to be right, and whatever Chris mm-hmm. and I say is going to be wrong. True. So, what do you guys think when you looked at this? What teams stick out? Who do you like? <laughs> you want to be? Okay. You want me to be completely honest? Didn't know someone on Virginia was injured. That's okay. That's why we have you here. I had them winning at all, but I just edited everything. So thank you for that information. <laughs> You're so welcome. Our guru strikes again. So uh, yep, got a new champion now. 
They obviously could still win this game. <laughs> yes, just for, I know. Their defense is incredible, but that definitely does hurt. Yes. It, it, it would help. be like Sienna losing Levon or Javion last year. It's All pretty, right, it's pretty significant. Let's not compare Sienna to Virginia. <laughs> hey, we're a Sienna Saints podcast. Yeah, pro Sienna Saints. Yeah. So, Sam, what do you think of this little, uh, little bracket here? Okay. Well, I know nothing. And if I <laughs> not... By not watching a ton of basketball, you mean I have watched zero. So <laughs> I, I can honestly say I don't think I've watched one second of college basketball this not year. Not one oh second God. by accident. I do not think one second. Not even by Cam accident. Cam flipped it on and immediately turned the channel. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so Sam, what, yeah, what no. do you like that? Just you know, name. You I've know, been watching No, I do want to say I do like uh, Loyola. From uh, what was it? Chicago Loyola. <laughs> Loyola. Exactly. I think it's like I like Illinois, uh, Illinois or who something. Are they? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yes. but Loyola. I like them. They're uh, up against Miami in the first round. And Very winnable game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just it's looking. At it's basically them. a six they, eleven pick them. Yeah. And yeah, and they uh, three seed there too. Oh, yep, so Tennessee. Love okay, I, uh, I'll Tennessee. definitely take Loyola in the first round. Okay. That's Sam Governelli's pick. Lock it in. Won't and you know what? Well. Put him in the Sweet 16. Oh, might maybe. as well. I like it. <laughs> if you're going to pick him for one game, you might as well pick him for two, right? Uh, go big right or go in. home. I always forget that Rick Barnes of Texas fame coaches Tennessee. Oh. And every time I watch, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's still here. Like, he's still around. Oh, it's awesome. Um, The team that I want to talk about in this region is Arizona because that's been my favorite team all year to watch because I absolutely adore – DeAndre Ayton, and I loved when the Sean thing went down, and uh, the, the FBI and all this stuff, and then ESPN's report was completely debunked. I thoroughly enjoyed that. They have the narrative on their side for being the team that just wants to say F you to all these other schools, and F you to the NCAA, and just win this whole thing. I worry because I don't think their defense is good enough to sustain a long run. I think making the Elite Eight, especially with a weakened Virginia team, is certainly a possibility. And they just have so many outlets to score, from Aiton to Roley Alkins to Trier to Parker Jackson Cartwright. They just have so many different guys that can really turn the tables for them. And they are just a team I really enjoy watching. But the stats, if I'm going off historical data using Ken Palm, it just doesn't make any sense that they would win the tournament because their defense simply isn't good enough. So... They make me a little nervous. How do you guys feel? I should say, how does Chris feel? And then we can get the other opinions of the, uh, <laughs> the non-educated ones here. Uh, that Kentucky-Davidson game, because this has been a trendy 12-5, but I also think Kentucky is a remarkably strong 5 that comes into this tournament hot. And Davidson is also a team that wasn't going to make the tournament unless they won that A-10. Yeah, I think I think so. I'm on the Kentucky bandwagon. Obviously not because I like Kentucky or because I like John Calipari but using my head and not my heart. But so the only time I picked, I obviously Matt Spenley and I do a few different pools. We're not like Cam and say, Cam goes, I filled out a bracket. Yeah. Well, I filled out <laughs> oh, like <that's> 20. <laughs> so, but the only time I pick Davidson is if I just pick, it's an upset pool and I'm going to pick them to lose to Arizona the next game anyway. So it's like, you might as well throw a couple of those in there. Yeah. But uh, I feel really good about Kentucky. And like I said, Matt and I may have a little side bet on if Kentucky, Arizona happens on that action. Um, because they're just playing so well at the right time. We've kind of known with Calipari's teams that they're freshmen, they have talent. Obviously, Kevin Knox has been there all year. 
but they have a lot of guys that are really starting to come into their own. And they, like, on paper, player to player, they if you looked at their players compared to Davidson and were just watching them play pickup, you would be like, is this even a game? <laughs> but, I I mean, I understand, like, 12-5 matchups, but this is definitely the 5-1 I feel the best about. Something about them just always makes me a little wary because their best players just don't ever seem to be on the same page going 100% at the same time. Because Knox, that's my biggest gripe about him is that his motor comes and goes like if you watch him play he just looks really disinterested sometimes and he's a really good spot up shooter and I think he can do a lot of things off the dribble but he just looks so tentative and there, he had 36 points against West Virginia earlier in the season and that's the knocks I want to see all the time Shea Gildas Alexander has been really good lately he's started to move up draft he's boards. climbing up draft boards yeah um him Diallo has been there you know they have Quade Green who comes off the bench and can score for them Jared Vanderbilt's been hurt um, I just it's a Kentucky team that has all the talent in the world they're oozing with talent and the Davidson is going to win if they can manage to get their guys hot at the same time because they have Peyton Aldridge and Kellen Grady who are the two best players who are both good three point shooters which you know I don't know if you guys know this but uh, a little player named Steph Curry went to Davidson what? Uh, not, not many people are talking about this, but that that's a thing. So I, I like Kentucky in this game. That. I wouldn't be shocked, but I think Davidson would have to have both Aldridge and um and Grady go off to be able to nail this. So Cam and Sam, if I had to uh ask you to pick this game, who are you gonna got? Who you get? Kentucky. Sam? I think Kentucky's also going to win as much as I wish they wouldn't. Okay. Um, but I, know, I just but I think thought, I thought you were a big Coach Cal fan. <laughs> no, big I think time. I'm a terrible coach. I think he's <laughs> the. I think he's always the worst coach in the tournament. So they have that going for him. A <laughs> uh, best recruiter, but unfortunately, that doesn't. That's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chris, do you have any thoughts on Texas or Cincinnati? Because that bottom half of the bracket is not being talked about much because there's not, not sexy. sexy teams down yeah. there. Yeah. But yeah. see, I think Nevada is in for a rude awakening here. I don't like this matchup for them because I think Bamba is going to take them to town. Oh, I think Bamba scores so big. over 20 points in this game. Ooh, interesting. Double That's a hot take. Bamba, over 20 points. He's not a big scorer. Right. I think Texas can pretty easily get to the Sweet 16 if they get Cincinnati in the second round because they play similar styles and they both are kind of plotters on offense, struggle a little bit to score. And our Cincinnati is specifically an elite defensive team, but Texas is also pretty good. Texas's shooting is where they are just absolutely atrocious. I think they have the worst three point shooting in the nation, so that's where they really yeah. falter. But yeah, so that the that bottom of the bracket's been a struggle for me because in player pools, like I've been tempted to choose someone from Texas, but they don't really have big time scorers. I think their leading scorer is Dylan. Ostiowski or however you say his name yeah averaging the, like 15 a game that where's the that's got the cornrows going yeah so f that noise um no here's what's the struggle there's a couple there's two or three teams this year who are basically like my old villanovas who are have been pretty consistently good each of the last couple of years and have just never done anything but they have the best teams they've ever had so is it time to hop on the wagon or are we just sticking with how we feel so like this is definitely the best team Cincinnati's ever had and 
every part of me wants to believe that they can do it, but it just feels like they're just prime for a 7-10 upset. So mm-hmm. I'm – they're statistically – like one of the best teams in the country. I mean, it's the best offense they've had with that really good defense. Wait, I'm so um, confused. What? So Cincinnati's prime for a seven ten upset? I mean, I think they're one prime of the to seven lose. tens could beat them in the second. Okay, round. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. The classic okay. like second round game. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I want to believe, but it's like until Villanova got over that hump, I was always going to be skeptical. And now they've done it, and I'm. Oh, I love Villanova, but. Yeah, I think I still – I'm definitely going to pick them to win in a couple. But that – I just think the South region is probably my least favorite region in the bracket. Yeah. Okay, so let's briefly, before we get to the next one, Elite Eight in this part of the bracket and then your pick for the Final Four from this. Cam, why don't you go first? Elite Eight from the bracket is Arizona and Tennessee. Oh, Elite Eight. Sorry. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Okay, that is right. Okay, Arizona, Tennessee. Even and if you're college basketball, game. you can still do math. It's okay. <laughs> the winner of that game is Arizona for me. Okay, so Cam's got Arizona, Tennessee, Arizona, Final Four. Sam? I'm going to go Arizona and Tennessee as well in Arizona, Final Four. Okay. Chris? Interesting. Um, God, I'm going to... I'm going to go chalk here and say Virginia, Cincinnati, and I, I'm going to try to overcome the demons and put Cincinnati in the final four. Okay. I was prepared to take Arizona and Cincinnati, and I will do that. But Cam and Sam really stealing my thunder here with Arizona. And I'll also put (laughs) Cincinnati in the final four. I could just as easily see Virginia beating Arizona, and I can also just as easily see Kentucky beating Arizona and then hopping over them. Those three are the teams Uh. for, I think, in this... I think one of those three teams goes to the final four between... Kentucky, Arizona, and Virginia. I agree. Let's let's move right down to the West. So top five seeds in this bracket, we have Xavier, Carolina, Michigan, Gonzaga, and Ohio State. Uh, Chris's Providence Friars in a 7-10 game. 12-15, tune in. (laughs) Providence fanboy, Chris Campbell. Noted Providence (laughs) fanboy. Long time Providence fanboy. (laughs) Yes, uh, Kayla lives right next to the Providence. Her parents like her big Providence people. They go to all the games. Oh, so. that's cool. Chris is I hopped on the bandwagon. Providence family. Okay. So there's a pretty enticing against 6-11 game in here, Houston and San Diego State. We have the Mizzou and FSU game as the 8-9. I don't think a lot of people are talking about Florida State because they were pretty weak at large. And then, you know, Mizzou has Michael Porter Jr., who's – going Back. to be a top 10 pick this year. So I'll start with this one. My general thoughts on this bracket are I'm not quite as crazy about Michigan. I think a lot of people are going to be jumping on the Michigan bandwagon. I like them. I don't adhere to the notion that teams get hot and win their conference tournament and then that automatically carries them into a deep run in March. I think it happens. And I also think that it doesn't happen. And I think that people lean on that narrative too much, and I don't always think it's true. When I look here, I think that UNC has a pretty clear road to the Elite Eight. I think that Missouri, if they were to win, could pretty easily upset Xavier. But I also watched Missouri play their first game with Michael Porter Jr. And if he's taking 20 shots 
in his this will be his second game back that I'm very wary of them and I am not confident that they can actually beat Florida State. It's going to go either way. We're going to see right away if he's ready or not. And that's going to be really the crux of whether they are a quick out or can manage to make a run. The game to watch is Ohio State-Gonzaga if they make it that far in the second round. They played early in the year. Gonzaga won by 30, but that was in November at the PK-80 on a neutral court. So basically means nothing. Um, I can we really say it means nothing? I can say it means it, – this to me is like – I mean, it might Jags, not mean a lot, but It's like nothing. when the Jags and Steelers played – and then they played again in the playoffs, and people were using that game to mean something. I don't think it means anything. These teams played four, you know, that's four months ago. Three months yep. ago. It's just so They're different ago. teams. Yeah. I will give you, I don't, I don't think it means nothing. I'm talking in my thought process, it means nothing. I don't sit there and go, ooh, Gonzaga won by 30, so I definitely They're going to win by, Gonzaga. yeah. No, I got so you. I got we, you. Should, we should have it in the back of our minds. I will acknowledge that, but it's not something that I am completely allowing to encapsulate my mind when I'm making my pick. That makes sense. Yeah. So, Chris, why don't you take me through your thoughts after I gave some of mine? Oh, baby. The West is my favorite region. It's not even close. I think that's a pretty hot take Mm. because I don't think it jumps off the screen as sexy, but I am excited for every scenario in this region. I'm all about it. Um, Xavier, obviously a relatively weak number one seed. Their statistics say they're more like a four seed. So people are not liking them at all. I think they're the least one, obviously, picked to go to the Final Four. Gonzaga is a pretty strong number four seed, and I think that after last year, they proved to people that they can actually play in the tournament. Um, you have that Ohio State-San Diego State game where – or, uh, sorry, South Dakota State game where everyone wants to jump on the Mike Dom bandwagon because he's a second-league scorer in the country, and he's just a tall-ass whitey. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And then you get to the bottom half of the region where you have raging hot Michigan Wolverines. You have last year's champ, North Carolina, and obviously the Cinderella of the tournament, the Providence Friars. So what's not to love? It's, oh, God, I'm just, I'm so excited for every game in this region except for Xavier versus player to be named later and UNC versus Lipscomb. So I'll give you my initial thought. Like I said, well, those are my initial thoughts. But, um, I have some yeah, bad news for you, though, before you go into more. What? Providence is, Providence is losing in the first round. Wait, wait, what? They're losing in the first round, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I picked Texas A&M, but... Okay, okay. And, and so, just let me be clear before Chris has his rebuttal. The point of March is that we are super confident in takes that are not at all going to be... That I not at all should be this confident in, but I have to take a stance. So this is my stance that they're going to lose because I think A and M presents a lot of mismatches for them that I don't know if they can handle. Okay, so my rebuttal. So all year, obviously, I've been a Providence fanboy, and but I've been Matt knows I've been nervous because statistically they have not been as good as people think they are. They've been a lower statistics team. They they're one of the higher teams in the luck index, but. After having watched them go through the Big East tournament and watched the games against Seton Hall and Xavier, um, or wait, was it Creighton and Xavier? Creighton and Xavier, sorry. And then obviously Villanova in the championship game. They, to me, they they flipped a switch on defense, which I hadn't seen all year because they have a very balanced offense with Cartwright, Bullock, and Diallo, all guys that average about 13, 14 points a game. They have a, a Freshman big man, uh, Nate Watson, who's really been coming into his own. But they've been very lackadaisical on defense at times. And 
in the second half against Xavier, who's a pretty good offensive team despite maybe being overseeded, they were light out defensively. And it was one of the probably the best performance I've seen. And then they pretty much carried it over to the game against Villanova and took probably, in my opinion, the best team in the country to overtime. So, obviously, all that being said, like Matt said, they're going to lose in the first round. But <laughs> I, I really love this team, and they've kind of rewarded our faith in the sense that they've come along all year. And they have the type of team that could theoretically make a run because of their balance and their new-look defense. See, I think completely valid points, and I think this is a very close game and could certainly go either way, obviously. That's how the 7-10s are. A&M also has some depth, though. I mean, they have over they have six guys that average at least nine points, and they have, you know, I love Robert Williams down low. He's, for Cam and Sam, he'll be an NBA guy. He'll probably be a top 15 pick this year, so he's someone. How's this uh, Dwayne Wilson guy that's hurt, though? Is that important? Um, I don't know if they've had him. I, I, no, he only averages out for the tournament. I mean, yeah. his averages are nine points. Two yeah, I mean, he's their sixth leading scorer, and he's like a senior guard that they have that was not shooting great, but he's like kind of, you know, their, their assist guy. But gotcha. they, they're able to, to weather that storm. I, I think that this will be a fun one. Enough on this game because there's only so much we can say about Texas AM and freaking Providence. Oh, there's, oh, we can say all day, baby. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk say, about, I'd like, oh, of course, Sam. real quick. Of course. San Diego State, I like. They, I know we don't like the narrative about going on just like a hot streak, but they were on a little extended streak even before their conference tournament, and the Mountain West is pretty strong this year. You know, they beat, I think, Fresno, Nevada, and then uh, New Mexico in the championship. Mm-hmm. And they got a center, senior center, Malik Pope, who, you know, may have like some NBA buzz, possibly a uh, big guy, can get above the rim. And he's been on a little hot streak. And then they have a, a guard, too. It's a junior. I forget. Their hey, point guard. But he's pretty good. Hey, uh, Devin Watson, I think. Yeah. Can you stop blowing what? your nose in the mic? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> that's not me. Is that Sam? No, no it is me. me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cam, it looks like you're having a – like get some NyQuil in you or something. Jeez. I'm sorry, man. I've been sick. <laughs> Fucking sue me. But getting back to it, Sam, I like the 11 pick. Yeah, uh, and then San Diego State plays decent defense as a team. They hold their opponents like uh, low field goal percentage, under 42%. Uh So, you know, I'll take them. And you know what? I'll take them to go to the Sweet 16 as well. I think they'll lose to who they play in North Carolina there, right? Yep. Yep, you like them over the Wolverines, huh? Yep. Taking them. I like like it. Michigan is a team that as beginning buzz with their Big Ten run and, you know, led by Mo Wagner, our OG boy. I think we've been a fan of him for mm. a while now. Because mm. I, love I know we liked him last year, and they did something similar. Was that only last year when they did it, when they won their conference tournament, they won that run, and then Walton, they were a 17th yep. last year, right? Yep. I love when they you say ten, we, you were, literally just yeah. mean you and Chris. <laughs> I it never means anything else. Hey, we we got, is always Chris and Matt. <laughs> we got the biggest San Diego State fan over here, Sam. So that's that's what really matters here. Whenever we talk about San Diego State, that's all Sam. The mm. only thing I Kawhi remember Leonard. about San Diego State was Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Fredette always pooping on them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, 
basically, let's talk about the Ohio State Gonzaga game before we move on to the next and give our picks for this one. Because if we get there, you know, if Ohio State can get past the the Jackrabbits of uh, Nate Walters' fame, mm. and Gonzaga can win their first game, that's a fun one because Ohio State's a team that people did not pick to win anything this year, and thanks to Katie Bates Diop and Jay Sean Tate, they've been able to vault to new heights and be better than we thought. And Gonzaga, obviously in the title game last year, but they lost two of their best players, Zach Collins and then um, Williams Goss. So they, they've had to kind of bounce back. Was Karnowski still on the team last year too? Yeah, dude, they well, lost Karnowski too. Say, Karnowski, right. They lost a lot of guys, So, they, but they've even rebound this year with some new talent. I think they have like four guys that average at least 11 points. Dude, they have this foreign bastard that I can't remember oh, his name off the of t- Oh, dude, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's only, he's the, <laughs> only the second. It's him and um, Utah Watanabe, who plays for uh, George Washington. They're, I think they're the only two Japanese players currently under D1 scholarship. Oh, he can stroke it, dude. He, uh, in, the, in their conference tournament, I think in his last five games – he shot 17 of 21 from three-point. Oh, you might be thinking of someone else then because Hachimura oh. does not shoot threes. Okay, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> they have this guy on Gonzaga. I'm, I didn't write down enough notes for this oh, podcast. Um, Tilly. I don't, I, I don't know his name. Yeah. Oh, dude, Tilly's my boy. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's how you say his last name, but I haven't actually heard it. I haven't watched much Gonzaga. They're on so late. Like, it's not – Dude, yeah, no, they're tough. Time. They're tough. My my liking for Gonzaga is all theoretical because I've watched one Gonzaga game all year. Yeah. So in that Ohio State Gonzaga <laughs> game, if we get there, do you like Chris? I like Gonzaga. Um, I don't know. I just think Ohio State's kind of overachieved a little bit this year. Like they definitely do have a solid team, but I like to be a little contrarian to our resident college basketball expert Kyle Dombrowski. Mm. So he's all over the Ohio State bandwagon. So I'm I like Gonzaga and to jump right into our Elite Eights. I like Gonzaga to play Carolina, and Ooh, I like Carolina. I, to say, to I got the same matchup there. Oh, I have the same exact picks. <laughs> well, Sam, copy me much? Okay, so dude, I said it first that time. Same I think that's just. Right I think that's a pretty sexy pick, and I mean, obviously, I'm. I kind of want Xavier to go on a run because I think everyone's counting them out. But I also watched Xavier a lot this year, and I think they can be very inconsistent. Like, when they lost to Providence, Blewett played, like, absolute garbage, and I've seen that happen before. And I've seen when he gets in a funk, he still forces shots. So, although, you know what I'm loving? I'm loving seeing Cantor. My man stepped out and hit two threes in the game against Providence. He's got the stroke that Ennis does not. Karen Cantor. What a stroke. What, is he actually his brother? He had yeah, Cantor's brother, oh, yeah. Oh, big fan already. Don't Cam, know him, he looks exactly fan. like him. And he plays exactly oh, like God, him. They're, like, identical him. in every way. Yeah. God, I hope the Thunder draft him. <laughs> and, so, all right, so let me, let me make the case for Xavier real quick and piggyback off what Chris said because I don't think Xavier is going to make it. I also had the same Elite Eight as you guys, but that's boring. So I'll take Xavier instead of Gonzaga. They have won a lot of close games, which is why, you know, something like Ken Palm isn't as high on them because I think they've been, like, a top 10 luckiest team this year. And their defensive issues certainly worry me. We haven't seen a lot of teams at this high of a seed be this bad defensively, and we especially have not seen those teams go far. But looking back historically, there's always one team in there that kind of struggles on defense that we kind of go, huh, they managed to, you know, make it this far even though they had their struggles on that end. So I think Xavier certainly has the potential to get there with Blewett, who's one of the best, you know, heat-up scorers 
in the nation. They have Makura, who's a good shooter. They have Karim Cantor down low. They have a lot of guys that they can rely on and go to, and they have a very deep. cohesive team. Yep, and they're well coached. They've played tough competition all year. So I really don't think it's going to happen. It, but you know what? Sometimes it, it happens in March. We get so down on a team, and then we realize that, oh, no, wait, there's a reason why they were a one seed in the tournament, and we need to give them the respect they deserve. I really hope that happens. Yeah, I think Carolina has a pretty simple path to another Final Four, though. It just really feels like it. it they got such they'll, a second They'll lose draw. to Lipscomb in the first round. Mm, Lipscomb. We're, we're due for a 15-2 upset. It hasn't happened in a couple years, and it, statistically, I think it happens every Was it Duke last time? Three that years. was the 15-2? Last time, yeah, well, Duke lost to... Duke was a 14 um, when they lost, or Duke was a 3 when they lost to Mercer. No, no, no. I, no, I no, they lost I was, when they were 15. They did. Yeah, they lost, was, I mean, was they Lehigh. lost to a 15. They lost to the fighting uh, C.J. McCollum's. Yeah, Lehigh. <laughs> um, and then there's also Norfolk beat Missouri and yeah. Florida Gulf Coast beat Georgetown. Those are the last, like, eight eight years. Yeah. So it, it just feels like we're, we're due for one. And then we had, obviously, uh, the last one was Middle Tennessee over Michigan State, right? That was too True, true. Oh, that was awesome. Sam. I, I don't know if you were following. I can't along, believe they didn't make it. Dude, that's no, what I was, I was following say. that closely. Yeah, because Middle Tennessee was leading their conference all year. They were ranked, they and then they lost. I know. Giddy. I know. It was a bummer. Giddy was still there. I yeah, was shocked I when I looked and he was still there. I was like, How Georgia was State won that. Or no, Georgia State's not. Georgia State was a fourteen. That yeah, they were a fourteen. Okay, they, played, they did win that conference. Yeah, they played. Uh, okay, no, no, no. It does that? No, I thought you were talking about the fifteen twos again. No, sorry, sorry, no. Their conference USA. Oh, it was Marshall. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's move on to the next one. So it sounds like you guys all have Gonzaga and Carolina. Um, do you all have Carolina going to the Final Four? Yep. Yep. Okay. I do. Oh, okay. gosh. No, you know <laughs> what? We're all so basic. I'll ride it. Okay, so let's move up top to the other side, to the east. Might move a little quicker here so we can, because I have one fun bracket game that I wanted to play before we get out. Ooh, baby. So, Ooh, all right. So the East, top five seeds, Nova, Purdue, Texas Tech, Wichita State, and West Virginia. So, Chris, thoughts on this bracket? Okay. So all year I've been saying I think that Nova's the best team in the country, and I think that if they played any team in a seven-game series, they would win that series, even Virginia at healthy, because I think they're the college basketball version of the Warriors. And I think that obviously – they can run to a game where they get cold from three because they're very, very three-point reliant. But being three-point reliant isn't bad when all of your three-point shooters are really good. So they lack a little bit of the inside presence, but Spellman has kind of come on and been a lot better lately. So I've been kind of riding the Nova train all year, and knowing that, like I said, they're going to lose to Sexton in the second round. But um, very possible. The Obviously, like in any bracket region, the 4-5, the potential of a four or five game is always kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wichita, West Virginia could be kind of cool. It's a but fun one too. Contrasting style. Uh, contrasting. Very styles contrasting styles. Um, so, but I'm 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 kind of nervous about West Virginia because Murray State can really slow down the pace on a neutral court. But I'm hoping West Virginia wins for Kelsey's boyfriend's sake. Um, my surprise team in the region that I kind of like is Butler. I watched a lot of Big East basketball this year, and I kind of think the Big East is back. So I like Butler in a nice 7-10 matchup and getting to play a Purdue team that on paper should be much better than them, but 
man, it felt like Purdue just limped into the tournament. And I don't feel really strongly about them because to me it felt like Carson Edwards was the only one playing well toward the end of the year. Um, I mean, Haas is always going to be Haas, but I don't know. It just felt like they were very dependent on Edwards at the end of the year. So I kind of like Butler to go to the Sweet 16 as far as an upset goes. And, yeah, so I kind of like – I'm hoping Texas Tech goes on a little run. It's Texas Tech Nova, but you know, those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, the thing about Purdue too, like you mentioned, you know Carson Edwards is really the only one that was being reliant for them. Or did you say Vince or Carson? Carson, obviously. Okay, yeah, just making sure because then you have they need the contribution from Vince Edwards and then Dakota Mathias to really be able to lock in, which we saw them do at one point. They were as high as number two or number three, I think. Like people were. Yep. There was plenty of buzz for them as the best team in the country. So I think we're sleeping on them because they were bad going in. I like their potential. Again, I don't think they're good enough defensively to win the whole thing, but I see uh, Elite Eight for them and potentially Final Four. I love Nova. I especially love Mikael Bridges, probably my favorite player in the country. ton of fun to watch. Does so many things well. Defends. Shoots the three. Plays the pick and roll. He just, He does everything. He's going to be such a great NBA player. The Wichita State-West Virginia matchup to me is interesting because I think there's no precedent of a team as bad as Wichita State is defensively, according to Ken Palm, which we're using here as all our metrics, I assume, Chris. Uh, Religiously. Yeah, there's not a precedent for a team that bad making it to an Elite Eight, and a Sweet 16 happens very rarely. So they make me worried because beyond Shamit, you know, they just haven't, been able to continue the great play and I don't know how good their conference was so they make me a little worried so I like West Virginia to make the Sweet 16 that Virginia Tech Bama game is going to be awesome if there's you know like a list of five or six games you're making to watch in the first round this should be on there because mostly because of Colin Sexton who's been lighting the world on fire he absolutely demolished the SEC tournament had incredible games had the game winner had brought them to against Kentucky who had been playing so well so he could only do so much there Bama also has like three guys that have the crazy Sexton hair so they're fun to watch because you're like oh they just all have the same haircut it's like when Duke went to the final with Okafor and Justice Winslow and, and Tyus Jones and they just all had the exact same hairdo the team synergy is just through the roof True. that always confuses me <laughs> so to me but the, the bottom half I also like Butler that's going to be a good game should they get past Arkansas. I've watched Arkansas a few times. They don't really impress me. They have Daniel Gafford, who will be a, another top you know, 15, 20 NBA pick this year. So that's something to watch out for. Texas Tech is a team that I also watched a few times, and the, they got so high up, and they haven't been here in a long time. And I don't know a ton about them because I didn't get to watch all that much because once they they weren't scheduled all that much because they weren't expected to be anything crazy but I mean they do have Keenan Evans who's a great scorer but I don't even like Florida that much I just think they have a pretty decent chance to make a little run to the Sweet 16 because I watched St. Bonaventure last night and I was rooting for them before and then I watched and now I hate them because they have a bunch of floppers and I hate that they're named the St. Bonaventure Bonnies how dumb is that what is it's, a like a, it's like a wolf or something. I don't know what the story behind it is. Chris, do you know? No, I do not. And <laughs> that, yeah, that game last night was so effing ugly. Aaron I, Holiday just 
blew that game for UCLA. <laughs> oh my God, they there were so many turnovers. Aaron Holiday thought that he can literally dribble through an entire team every possession, and, and yes, he he shot the ball well when he was open. But the problem yeah. was no one else was scoring, so he was never open. Yeah. It was it was very ugly and. I mean, usually I like that there's been a history since they started the 11-11 playing game that one of those teams goes to the Sweet 16 because they get on a little run. They get mm-hmm. it's, it's happened a lot, but I don't know. I don't think this is the year that's going to happen because oh, no, that's, I do that's not, coming from the team that wins tonight. I'll tell you that much. I I hope so, but even from a Q's fan, sorry, Kyle, I don't – I didn't like – I thought our team is so reliant on three players and three-point shooting – and I think Arizona State sucks, but I also think TCU sucks. So that game is going to be really fun. Yeah. Okay. So let's make our Elite Eight picks and then Final Four here. So I have. Oh wait, guys. Real oh, quick. Sam. First round matchup that we didn't really talk about. I think yes. we're all forgetting who Texas Tech oh, plays in the first round. How can I let it go by? Stephen oh, F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Is Walkup <laughs> still there? Oh no. no! Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh, oh no! No no no! He was in the NBA for a little bit. He was. Didn't he play he for was. the Bulls? I don't know. Like if he a played, short. He definitely like played in the, G, in the D League and the. Summer yeah, league. he definitely that, played so. there. I think he played a game. I'll have to. We'll have to look that up. We could number back. our pro lumberjack. Yep. So look out for that. How many years in a row has Stephen F. Austin come in as like a fourteen? They missed it last year, but the previous yeah, yeah, two or three did. years they were they were twelve. Yeah, they, they were twelve. twelve years. Fourth time in the last yeah. five years that they won the uh, league yeah. for them. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they so. average eighty-one points a game, and they're gonna go to picking them. Or wait, no, wait. Where would they play Butler? Is that the second round? No, they nope. play Butler in the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet 16. 16 right? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I love you heard it here first, just, folks. Just making outlandish <laughs> picks, and then if they're right, you look like a genius. That's what you do in March. I love it. All right, so genius. I I have a, a bold take that I'm doing exactly what Sam just said. I have West Virginia beating Nova in the Sweet 16, and then I have them playing Purdue, and I have Purdue going to the Final Four. Oh, I don't think I like that's it. actually going to happen, but I do think West Virginia has – the team that could be able to make a run like that. Yeah, it's funny. That was one of the matchups I struggled with was the West Virginia Villanova, but ultimately I had Villanova coming on top, and then my upset from this bracket was uh, Florida making it to the Elite Eight, and then Villanova topping them for the final. I like it, Cam. I, uh, yeah, I I can't, I've been on the Nova train all year. I just, I'm not going to jump off. My ass is glued to that seat, and it's not going anywhere. So, from the bottom side of the bracket, because I've been pretty chalk, and so you can take this worth a grain of salt because I'm sure this team is going to lose in the first round, like I said. But I'm going to take Butler to go to the Elite Eight and lose to Nova. I just I'm I'm way too high on the Big East this year because I've watched way more Big East games than I usually have. So I like their teams. So that being said, Nova's going to lose in the second, and Butler's probably going to lose in the first. So big FS1 fan, huh? Oh, I do have I do have Arkansas winning first round. Well, there you go, Cam. But that's only because I saw that like seventy percent of people were picking Butler, mm. so I like mm. being <laughs> Sam. Who you got? Well, I have Butler going to the Elite Eight and losing to Villanova. Oh, <laughs> Sam, dude, Sam and I are showdown. Oh, we're the same person. Okay, so I'm gonna make this last part quick because we yeah. got about you know just a few minutes left. So let's go through this one quickly. So top we just, five is like how about we just say our. Uh, 
Sweet 16 and then our Elite Eights. No sure. shooter, shooter, claim to land tonight because I didn't even think about that. Yes, so. that's we'll skip those. Things. Oh, damn it. I had some good ones. Um, so, so let's go. Sweet 16, then Elite Eight, then Final Four. I'll start. So I, I want to pick NC State to beat Kansas. I don't think I have the balls to do it. And I, I, I wish that Kansas's that. draw was a little weaker because I've been not – of theirs. I know it's, like, it's pretty laughable like, how easy they're, they're going to play so. Auburn or New Mexico State most likely. Yeah, so I I think New Mexico State has a pretty good chance at a Sweet 16. I I just I'm not a believer in Auburn, but it's probably just because of their name. Like they they do some things well, so I don't. I mean they they have a, a pretty good defense and offense. So I I think I just don't like them because of my name their name, which is stupid. So I have Kansas and New Mexico State, and then on the bottom I think TCU gets upset by whoever wins tonight. And then I have Michigan State, Duke, and then I have Kansas and Duke in the Elite Eight, and then I have Duke going to the Final Four. Yes, I have Kansas and Duke as well. Duke going to the Final Four. Okay, it's I so annoying because, like Matt Sweet said, 15. if it was any other four-five group, I would probably pick them to beat Kansas. But yeah. I watch Clemson; they're not very good. Auburn has lit. They started out strong, but one of their players is out, and they—I don't know—they just kind of. I don't love the SEC ever, if you can't notice with my picks. So I I like New Mexico State, same as Matt Spenley. Uh, it's, I hate to be – I'm going to be contrarian. I'll just take Michigan State to beat Duke and Michigan State to go to the Final Four, okay. even though I, I kind of believe Duke will do it. Sam? Um, I have Kansas and Clemson in the Sweet okay. 16. Clemson? And I'm going to – Yeah. It's certainly possible. Yeah. We'll not rule it out. And I'm gonna take Clemson for the win and put him in. The mm. Wow! Sam, I love the contrarian takes. Why not? They have a great defense, then, which is a recipe yeah, for success in March. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I figured. I think Ken Palm. And if we know one thing about Sam Governale, yeah, he loves a good defense. defense. Oh, he loves it. I'm all about the defense. All right. So anyway, <laughs> then on the other end, gonna go Michigan State and Duke, and I'm gonna take Michigan State to win that. So then I'll take Michigan. Michigan State over Clemson to get in the final oh, Daddy. Four. Okay. All right. So but now we're here. We're at we the, final, at the four. final four. If you guys remembered exactly who you have, feel free. But I think we can just say, you know, who we think is going to win. Uh, Cam, why don't you go first, buddy? So I got Duke and Villanova facing off from the East and Midwest. I've got Duke winning that game. Arizona versus North Carolina. And I've got North Carolina winning that game, so you know oh, it's just scripted. It's scripted for Duke and North Carolina <laughs> to face off the championship. Would be Could you imagine the ratings on that? The highest yeah, rated awesome. final in a while. Exactly. That's why I feel like it's destined to happen. They're trying to make college basketball great again. Oh well, Trump is president, so exactly oh, yeah, it's, anything it's possible. Should I, I mean, say my also, champion? But you also wonder, though, you know, if our country's being so good, does that can we afford to have college basketball be so good? Like, we can only be so great Dude, at one I time. I think we can. We're America, man. We, we can, can only win oh, so we, much. Everything. <laughs> yeah, who do you got winning, Ken? Uh, I've got Duke winning. Okay. But very close. Chris? Oh, thanks, thanks for that stipend, Kim. I have a <laughs> – so I have Villanova versus Michigan State. Um, Nova can just keep rolling. Uh, Carolina versus Cincinnati. Carolina, and basically in the most basic rematch of two years ago's final, I'm going to give it to Nova again. Um, I'm very, very confident that this will not happen, but it's what I'm going to pick. 
So <laughs> anyway, I just think Nova's the best, and I love watching them play. So go Wildcats! It's funny every yeah. time I pick Duke to make the championship game, they've lost in the first or second round. So <laughs> Duke, they definitely Duke will not. Either goes deep it. or they lose early. Book it. Yeah, sure yep. feels like it. Sam, I am going. So I had Villanova and Michigan State. I'm going to go Villanova as well. As boring as it is. Gosh, this is so boring. But uh, <laughs> then I'm going to take... It's so, so hard to had... go that far. In yeah, it's hard nothing's to make boring. crazy picks, you know? It's very difficult. Yeah, like, nothing's boring. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah, so then I had Arizona and Gonzaga, and I'll take Gonzaga. So in the championship game, I'll take Villanova over Gonzaga. Okay. Like it's I him. can't remember if I picked Arizona or Virginia... You picked, you picked Cincinnati. Virginia. I picked Cincinnati. Okay, who the hell I picked over there? I think they end up losing to Carolina, and and then I have Purdue and Duke. I I think this is a Duke year. It feels like a Duke year to me. They're the only team in the country that's top ten in both offense and defense. Bagley's so good. Bagley's been on a tear. Grayson Allen, Wendell Carter, Trevon Duval. Um, hey, Matt Gary Trent. They have so many guys, and I just it feels they're definitely like a the most here. talented team. Yeah, Matt Spenley, is it safe it. to say that your player from the one two seeds is going to be Marvin Bagley? Uh, I can neither confirm or deny <laughs> that, but you know, if if you had to bet on it, then definitely yeah, you, could, you could say that. You could say that. <laughs> okay, so we got a Duke, a Duke, and a Nova, and a Nova. So. So I, like uh, I believe that means that like Tennessee is going to win the title. Tennessee going to win. Oh, uh, I would uh, love that. Penn that would make my win. my dad would be happy so much. That didn't Pretty make sweet. sense. <laughs> no, wasn't wasn't great English. Not good with. <laughs> Not gonna lie, this loco is hitting me pretty hard. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, let's let's rally through this because I made this today when I was at work, as I thought it'd be funny. All right. So five minutes. I made a bracket of. Middle school jams. Songs that came out between 2004 and 2008. Dude, I almost did something similar. Okay, so I have on the there's 16 total. On the left, I have alternative slash rock, and on the right, I have pop songs. Which side? Which side do you guys want to start on? Go alternative. Yeah. Yeah. So the one eight matchup. One is I write sins not tragedies by Panic at the Disco, and eight is Let It Rock by Kevin Rudolph. Oh, don't know God. that song, so I'm God. going panic. Panic at I, the disco. Yeah, panic. I, Let It Rock was like a more basic <laughs> oh, middle gosh. school song for me. <laughs> but that terrible song. <laughs> Sin's not tragic. It's so much better. Okay, so panic advances. So the two seven is the matchup of emo pop punk. Check Yes Juliet by We the Kings and The Great Escape by Boys Like Girls. Ooh, The Great Escape. I'm going with the yep. upset. Same upset. Through. Okay. Four or five. Boulevard of Broken Dreams Ooh. by Green Day. Or Sure We're Going Down by Fallout Boy. Ooh. Ooh. God, that's a toughie. That's a sexy matchup. Uh, I'm sure we're going down because the, I think the music video is hilarious also. Okay. Chris, you have <laughs> and to I like the song. Um, going Boulevard. Okay. So I will say this. Boulevard was more of my like I think it was the most one the most basic popular jams that age, but Sugar just bumps way more, so we're rolling that. All right, Ooh, all right. Pull that boy advances, and hey, they're still around doing things. Who knew? <clears throat> and they fucking suck now. <laughs> okay, so that leaves us with 
the last matchup of the first round, which is the three seed, Mr. Brightside, versus the six seed, Welcome to the Black Parade by Mike. It could be Brightside, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, Mr. Brightside. Welcome to the Black Parade. That used to be like Mitchell and Dean's like favorite depressing ass song. (laughs) So we're going to go Mr. Brightside. That's a classic song you thought was depressing when you were like 11 years old. You're like, damn, this is really getting me down right now. Dude, no, talk to Minnie and Dean about that one. Besides uh, Love Lost by, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Brightside just reminds me of Townhouse 160. Oh God! I was gonna do a fight. I was gonna do a March Madness bracket of our favorite moments at four years at Siena College, but it was Ooh, gonna hit me too. That would have been a good That's one. Too real. It was. Oh, it was love, yeah. the, love lost by the temper trap. That's it. Yep, okay. dude, classic. Okay, so on the top side of the bracket, we got the one seed. I write sins, not tragedies, versus the five seed. Sugar, we're going down. Mm. Who do we got? Oh, Sugar, we're going down. Panic. Okay. Chris oh God! Vote I again. keep I keep being the deciding vote. Bum, um, bum, bum, do we want me bum, to vote what I like more now or what I liked more then? It's t- totally up to you. I, I I really love Panic. We're going Panic. Okay, yeah, Panic so is great. Panic advances to the final of the alternative side. On the other one, we have The Great Escape by Boys Like Girls against Killers. Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. Yep, Mr. Brightside. Okay. So the final. On this side, I read Sins Not Tragedies by Panic versus Mr. Brightside by The Killers. This is where I thought this one would go. Mr. Brightside. Really, ooh, confident. Okay. So, Very. I know. I yeah, know. Well, that's Sam what I'm saying, too. I love Panic. Panic to win last round, but I'm, I'm making the stipulant that it's uh, Nick Brown and Sabato's version of Mr. Brightside. <laughs> but, yes, we're going A with that. Fantastic video. Fantastic. Oh, great. Okay, so Mr. Brightside <laughs> wins the alternative. The three seed. Love it. On on the pop side, we got the one seed, Umbrella by Rihanna. Oh, versus, baby. Versus oh, the eight shit. seed, Touch My Body by Mariah Carey. Oh, wow. That's a I good eight know. seed. Damn. I hate Mariah Carey, so I Umbrella. I feel like it's, yeah, it's got to be Umbrella. Sam, remember those car rides with Gage? Oh, of course. <laughs> That's the first thing I think about when I hear that song. Dude, we bumped that song. <laughs> Under my- okay, so Umbrella advances. The 2-7 matchup. The 2 is Low by Flo Rida, and the 7 is Superstar by Lupe Fiasco. Wait, is that uh, Low the Low? Show the low, 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 yeah. low, low, low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upset yeah. alert. Kappa bottom jeans. Superstar Lupe. Oh, I love I know, Superstar, but I, also I think love Low Superstar. is more of a classic. Okay, so low is like a low. song you make fun of, but Superstar is actually a good song. Okay, super key upset. I'm actually kind of glad Superstar won. <laughs> I put one in there because I know Chris and Sam love that song, so I was like, oh, this one might get a win. That's we'll awesome. <laughs> okay, the 4 5 matchup is 4 Halo by Beyonce versus 5 Temperature by Sean Paul. I hate Halo. Beyonce, so I'm just picking Sean Paul. I don't wow. even know the song. Not even I there. love Halo. Halo. I hate Beyonce. Bye. Beyonce I genuinely advances. hate Beyonce. <laughs> it's a great You're song, a though. 3-6 matchup. 3. Buy You a Drink by Sienna Legend T-Pain <laughs> versus Smack That by Akon. Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh, this is so another <laughs> might have put on the worst concert take... of all time. <laughs> Dip back and watch me smack that. Oh, I'm going to take Smack That. Yep. Okay. Out of my hands, I'm definitely taking Smack That. Wow. Okay. So we got two upsets on the bottom portion. Although I do love that Buy You Drink song. 
That's so on the yeah, top, so on the top we got the one seed Umbrella versus the four seed Halo. A couple of pop legends here, Rihanna and Beyonce. I, Umbrella just has a, such a place yeah. in my heart. It's moving on. I'm going Umbrella yeah, because I, I, I think you know, got to have that favorite that always makes the final. Oh, it's so good. Umbrella to the final. On the bottom, we have the six seed Smack That versus the seven Superstar. Smack That all over the floor. Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, now now that I don't think either of them are classics at this point, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think I'm going to go with Superstar because I like it better. I think. Okay. Yep. Going so it. Locking it in. With the run to the final as a seven. I love Rupe. So we got Umbrella by Rihanna Push. and Jay-Z Coach. and Superstar by Lupe in the final for the pop side. Who we this got? is a nice, strong, Villanova-esque one seed. Umbrella's yeah. moving on. Umbrella is moving on. Yep. Okay, so in the final, we have... Same. Drum roll. It's, number three seed, Mr. Brightside, versus the number one seed, Umbrella. Dude, this is a, this is a sexy matchup. So basically really? what I'm thinking in my mind is... If I well, could so only, I seem to long to more. God, if I, I know could, what it is. I seem to long to the bright side. More. All right, I'll go first because okay, I want to be decided. Oh damn it! Go ahead, Chris. It's all you, and then we'll get Sam's pick, and then we'll get my pick for this one too. Okay, I don't. Oh, God, you know what? All right, if I could only ever listen to one song for the rest of my life, it'd be Mr. Brightside. But that's the popular pick. So I think what jams the most and what is most unique to me is Umbrella. So I'm going Umbrella. All right, I like okay. it. See, I like that the most. Because now Sam is the ball is in his Shit. court. The ball Sam is, gets to be the deciding vote. I just get to give my opinion because I'm not a part of this. I just get to give my take. I had a I had a really similar thought process to Chris, but now that he just laid it out, kind of how I was thinking of laying it out, um, <laughs> I had to come up with a different reason. So uh, I'm gonna uh, still stick. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Umbrella because God damn I'm just it. thinking, like, a long, like, dude, like, 30 years from now when we're, like, super yes. old, I'm just going to say, like, hey, that song came out. When the sun the shines, we shine together. Yeah. <laughs> that song's going to be around. That has stayed in power. <laughs> Stay tuned, that... folks, for after the Bleachers closing music that I usually put, we'll get a Campbell feature on Umbrella. Oh, God. Over. Ooh, I like it. So, Sam, you gave the exact right reason. Umbrella is the best pop song of the 21st century. I don't think there's any question. If you want to give me yeah. another take, I won't hear it. It's the best pop song. I listened to it again today when I was prepping for this. It is incredible. Oh, Top of like Joey Avellino with that when, when wording Rihanna right there. first comes in with the verse after Jay-Z gives his intro coming in. Oh, it's just so awesome. The chorus is so great. The the beat on the drum is just intoxicating when you listen to it. Oh, it's, it's just a great song. And I love Mr. Brightside. And it's I'm a like huge, a good I'm a you're huge at a party and hey, let's put but... this on, but... Umbrella gotta win. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. Fan, Matt, that was so fun. Me. Thank you for that. Oh, of course. Yes. It's Mark. Thank you, Matt. Stuff like this. Okay, so with that, we're gonna go watch Syracuse and Arizona State match up. You got our picks. We're on record. So if we have anything wrong, uh, don't add us because we never meant it. Also, if anyone wants to watch basketball games with us Friday night, we will be at Beer Garden in Troy celebrating Joey's birthday. Yeah, just you know, hit us up in the DMs for the info. Yeah, slide into those DMs. All right, guys, (laughs) we'll talk to you next week. Good night. Peace, boys. Love you guys. Night, guys.
reason I've been standing on a wire. 